right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Brenton Productions. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. And Kevin, it's all about the sounds your car is putting out, man. It's all about them tones, what that note sounds like, that signature sound, that deep, throaty, you know, you know when a car goes by, because you're a car guy, right? I do this. Every time I hear <laughs> every time I hear some hot rod go by, I'm looking this way. I'm like, where, where's that car at? What's, there's a sound I like. Where, where's it at? <laughs> it doesn't matter what time of day or night, too, yeah, man. Yeah. What you're doing, it's like, what? I'm oh. chasing around, man. My neck snapping like, huh? Where'd it go? Where, who's that? <laughs> Dude, it's like the warning siren on a fire truck. Like, hey, woo, woo, we're coming through, we're coming through. It's like, whoa. Like, nice. here it comes. Here it comes. It must be cool. Let me check it out. What does it look like? You know? like Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's two, I think, two things that pop on a car first. Uh, it's design and it's sound. Yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah. and I don't know what your argument is for uh, electrified vehicles, right? I mean, I think they have whatever their place and some amount of, you know, the market share or something utilitarian. You know, even some of the performance stuff. But man, the sound that you're missing mm. when you walk away from eight cylinders or whatever your favorite combination is. I mean, it is exhilarating. It's what pumps me up. And when I hit the gas pedal and it gets louder, it makes me want to hit more gas pedal. Yeah, and man. Get more loud and faster. Hey, we should make a t-shirt that says electric cars won't do that thing you like. And that thing we <laughs> like is that sound, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you, uh, exhaust is probably one of you know the most critical things on getting that sound. Because right. you know, in the engine, obviously it's it's there. It's producing the output, you know. But what those pipe lengths are, whether you got headers, the diameters, you got a resonator, how big is your muffler, what your tips are, what the lengths of those things are. Like, it's amazing. I've yeah. been building exhaust for, I don't know, 25, 30 years or more. Uh, you know, way back to when I was a mechanic uh, in college, I worked at Tuffy's. And uh, I don't know why, but when I went in there, uh, you know, I did my first exhaust job. And this is way back with aluminized pipe, you know, and your MIG welding or you're doing yep, clamps. Yeah. Um, Everybody in there just didn't like it, you know, just getting all the fabrication part. You had to bend a lot of the tubes and the yeah. pipes and stuff. Um, but I thought it was awesome. Uh, and that's probably where I first got a lot of good, uh, let's say, welding fabrications, just getting these pieces of spaghetti yeah. routed through exhaust tunnels and over axles and, and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I remember going back to, uh, we had this box of cards and uh, a car would come in and we had some things on the hanger, you know, exhaust right, pipes right, right, that you right. could bolt on, but... Nah, not very many. So you'd go to this box and it'd have LRA, length, rotation, and angle data on it. And you could take a you know 20-foot stick and you could lay it up in the bender 
and you can just look off this chart. You can measure a length, put a tick mark in it. You put a little angle finder on it. And uh, next thing you know, you, you walk it to the line, you hit the button, you bend it 45 degrees, nice. you rotate it. Next thing you know, you got this giant, you know, spaghetti looking straw thing. And you're like, oh, I messed that up. There ain't no way that's going to fit up under there. And yeah. sure enough, man, you walk up under that car and you lace it up over the axle and whatever. And it fits right. And you're like, damn, that's nice. pretty awesome. The first days of manual versus CNC type bending. Yeah, you know? man. It's funny to see the difference because I remember I bought a, you know, just a big tubing bender, right? And started doing some pipe in my shop. And, I, you know, how I learned is using welding rod. You know, you use a big, long welding rod, and you get certain bends that you need and want to go over the axle around, you know, this part or, you know, obviously unibody for a lot of these old Mopars I have. So, you know, to get the bend right, I was always using welding rod. I'm like, okay, I want to center that up right there. I need the bend right here. You know, add a little bump to it, put a little hit in it, a little degree here and there. You know, and it's funny because it's amazing how different certain – just when you look at mufflers, for example – there are so many, honest God, I had a, a Dodge Charger 426 Hemi. It was an automatic car I just sold. And this is no joke. Getting the exhaust to sound the way I wanted to took me about 12, 13 different, different mufflers. I'm like, nope, that's too cackly. Nope, that's too high. Nope, that's not quite where I needed to be, you know, as far as that deep throaty tone. It's difficult to find one that's just perfect. And that's what's great about, you know, our, our boys from Magnaflow. They've got that down to such a science, especially our man Richard Wade is here. We're going to talk to you in just a minute. He's the senior manager, right, and sponsor spokesman for Magnaflow. He has gone through so many just formulas to find the right tones, the right sounds, to eliminate, you know, that drone effect that you get in a lot of exhaust systems nowadays. Like the man's on it. Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, there is so much, uh, you could say science, uh, because there is. I mean, there's frequencies and all kinds of things. Just like if you're, you know, tuning a piano, a pipe organ, any kind of instrument, right? Uh, but there's a lot of manpower too with trying this combo, trying that combo. And, you know, like you said, getting the sound just right because it's it's the volume of that muffler. It's how much packing does it have? Do you have a resonator in? I've I've done so many exhaust systems where you fire it up with a certain combination, just like you said, and you're like, not quite white. And you you pull something back off, you add something back in, you change a diameter or a length, and you're like, that's it, man. That is awesome. And that's what's cool about like a Magnaflow is is they've gone through all that work between whatever science and whatever sweat equity they got to put into it. So, you know, you know when you pretty much buy it out of the box, like all that stuff has been figured out. All you got to do is drop your old one, get the new one in, and it's like instant gratification. Yeah, man. You, you definitely hit that nail on the head when you think about what a car sounds like, especially when you start to tip into it, when you lean into it, and all of a sudden you hear those exhaust notes open up, get a little throaty, you feel that power band come on and how it resonates in the tones of the exhaust, especially as it builds through the mid and goes into the higher RPMs. There is nothing that forces you to want to drive more. There's nothing that becomes the addiction of that note, that tone, the way the engine sounds with what the car is doing. And it just raises your pulse. It raises your adrenaline. You know, it just gives you these big spikes just by the tones that you're getting in the car, in the cab of it. And it's so funny because 
how addictive are people to those tones? They now pipe some of those into the cabs of modern <laughs> cars because the acoustics are so good on the car, you wouldn't be able to hear it. So they pipe some of that back in for feedback to the driver. Yeah, and I, I would be surprised if you know some of these electric cars have to pipe something in. <laughs> Who wants to listen to? <laughs> you know. <laughs> well we talked to richard waitis he's got he's got it down when it comes to all things exhaust related and man we cover the gamut so let's get into it he's the senior manager and spokesman for magnaflow it's the two guys garage podcast with richard waitis from magnaflow this is Two Guys Garage Podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B. We are live from SEMA. And I got to tell you, man, one booth is always a must-see when you come through SEMA. That would be our friends at Magnaflow. Rich is here right now. Man, you you knocked it out of the park this year with what you got in and around the booth, my friend. Thanks, Willie. It's yeah. always a pleasure coming out here, and it's a blast. I mean, we're in Vegas, and we're obviously here in the booth that uh, I think means the most to everybody. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, so... Kevin knows I'm, I'm a Mopar guy. As soon as I walked in here, I saw the most insane Dodge Charger. Tell us a little bit about what's so unique and special about that Dodge Charger sitting up there. Well, one of the unique things about the Charger platform is they did actually offer it with an all-wheel drive. It was never meant to be made to the power of even the, the, the Hellcats and the Red Eyes that are coming out now. And Speedcore decided, hey, we're going to go ahead and make a really cool version that's, first of all, completely carbon fiber. Second of all, it's going to be a vehicle that's going to be 1,300 horsepower. Ooh. And we're going to try to pump that through a differential in the front that was really intended for a car that was making one-third that yeah, power. Yeah, six so. cylinders, right? They're, they're yeah. all-wheel drive chargers. So uh, this is a pretty cool uh, mix and mosh of everything here, and we're going to go DOT tire and try to break some eight-second records. Now, think about that, you guys. Here's a car, <laughs> right, that traditionally, it's a four-door, right? It's a four-door car, all carbon fiber. You know you know why, you know, chargers, right? And now they've gone, they've gone wide, buddy, but here's one decked out in carbon fiber, all-wheel drive, you know, and 13 plus hundred horsepower and here's a car that's going into eight four doors in eight y'all it's on it's insane it's unreal hey this is SEMA and this is where yeah. I, this is the world we live in today <laughs> I mean Dodge is pushing power to its limits and the crazy part is we used to talk about a thousand horsepower as being big and now a thousand horsepower grows on trees out here yeah you're nothing with thousand horse. It's like whatever, you know. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, yeah. you know. You know? <laughs> Fifteen is the new, you know, five hundred. It's so unreal, know? man. What a great time to be alive for hot riders, man. And, Absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of unreal. And then right beside of it, this is a big car here this year, the Toyota Supra. Now that car has only been out for a, a few months, you know, and and to think there are so many here, I bet I've seen 20, 25. Yeah, the, the population of Supras at SEMA has obviously been disproportionate to what you would see for a new release, but uh, the amount of creativity, uh, I've walked around in a very small amount, stuck in the booth here most of the time, but from what I've seen, the number of body kits that are already available on a vehicle that's simply been to market here in a matter of months, just goes to show you what rapid prototyping and all the new technologies that are available out there for people to come out and show new things. Well, that's so amazing about the aftermarket in general and then coming to SEMA is things that are just popped on the market and you think, oh yeah, there's a whole bunch of these Supers around. They're not stock Supers. None of them are stock. They're all built up. And like you said, they just got available in the last couple of months, but that's how fast, how rabid right this industry is and you know the consumers on the other end they're just salivating for all these things and the aftermarket's just ready to 
pump it out for them, you know? And, and we're talking more than aggressive. You're talking massive flares, right? All these body kits. These cars look like they are, I don't know, they're eight, ten months, you know, post-production. Like, it took a lot, but you find out these guys have only had them for a number of days and weeks in a lot of cases. But that, you know, goes to show you how, how high that demand is in the aftermarket. Yeah, TJ's the builder that helped us out and kind of created this. And he's you know, a YouTube channel guy that comes out and customizes and builds cars in kind of his own style. But at the end of the day, we were here 14 days ago, and that was a stock-bodied car on a different set of wheels. We had custom offsets that were measured and done digitally that HRE popped in there and made wheels that fit on an airbagged car that's going to drop that thing so they had to tuck. There was zero room for any kind of error on that. And here we are, 3D-printed parts coming together with rapid pro prototype sharing of data through multiple companies and in 14 days went from a stock car to something that's SEMA worthy. We're, we're looking at it right now. My father took all kinds of pictures of it. I'm like, that was a stock body 14 days ago? Yeah. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah, man. you guys gotta check it out online. It's, it's, it's amazing the talent like everywhere you go at SEMA and one of the things that's really cool about uh, the Magnaflow, just a whole persona, right? They're a huge presence in the aftermarket. Uh, you know, between all the exhaust and mufflers and everything, but all they do to help, you know, push and drive the whole industry, the car builds, the racers, uh, and, and they just bring a flair that few people can touch in the aftermarket at SEMA, right? You know you can come by the booth and see the most incredible celebrities, race car drivers, you name it. I mean, rattle off some of the guys that you've had or girls that you've had. Uh, at SEMA this year? I mean, we try to bring as many as we can here because we really want all the fans of our brand and their brands to come here and be able to interact. And that's really what we try to do. Like you said, we, we want to put that excitement that you normally have to watch on television or download on some kind of uh, digital format. And we want you to come up and actually meet those people. And, you know, whether it's, you know, Richard Petty, I mean, Armario Andretti, Chip Foose, we got the guys that are legends inside their own worlds, whether it's racing or design. But then we have the up and coming people that are establishing themselves as the new generation of motorsports people, whether that's Leah Pritchett and NHRA, we got Joey Logano and uh, NASCAR, and we cover the full gambit because guess what? Our products are products that enthusiasts want to have, and they need them for the horsepower, and they need a product that's going to last and, and pretty much service all the needs of a professional racer, but in their personal cars, and what better way to demonstrate that than at the limit? And there's no booth that has the lineup that you guys do constantly through the whole week. You can't hardly get through this part of the building because you got people wrapped around your booth and three or four other booths because they want to interact with these people. You bring them to us, right? Well, to the to the regular people, they can come and meet Leah Pritchard, right? They can come get an autograph with Chip Foose, right? Talk about the show for a minute or two. Uh, it's really cool, man. You bring so many experiences. We bring the attitude of the cars and the people to one central location. Yeah. Right? And we've talked about this before, you know, uh, the exhaust technology we use isn't something that's new. We've, we've evolved how we produce the product, we've uh, cultivated a sound that we want from it, but at the end of the day, the design is a tried and true and it's nothing that's new. But what we have done is connected people to what I call the visceral effect of exhaust. And I know we've talked about this yeah. a number of times, Kevin, and it's like, the car is not the same car without the way it sounds and it makes you Amen. feel. Uh, horsepower, you know, you can roast as many tires, but if you can't hear the tire squeal, if you don't feel the engine pulsing like that heartbeat, it's just not the same experience. There's something amazing about it because, uh, you know, we met up with some friends at Kicker and, you know, you talk about music and everybody's got a connection to it. Everybody loves a sound system, but there's, it's weird, man. The exhaust 
it has, I think, as much presence as the stereo system, right? And maybe even more. Because there's a lot it of replaces times, the stereo yeah, system. Cause yeah, because I was about to say, a lot of times I just turn the radio off because I want to hear that throttle, like, rah, you know? like, And it gets people jazzed up, charged up. It's the whole... I don't know, persona of the vehicle you're around. The the exhaust to me gives you that feedback that makes you want to drive the car. You know, it's that audio sort of feedback that says, yes, I'm with you. I feel you. I love what you're doing to me. Keep it up, big boy. Maybe not like that, but yeah, it's something, <laughs> <laughs> it's something close. <laughs> yeah, man. And, you know, you, you talk about some of your products. You know, you're right. It, it really hasn't changed as far as some technology goes, but what you guys are doing to maintain integrity, right, to make it last forever. You were talking about, you know, some of these options. Now you have V-clamps, you know, and, and some of the ways that you guys are addressing the needs of the consumer. Yeah, and that's just it. Is uh, We're out there trying to always figure out how to improve something that's been tried and true. Uh, this year we had some exciting things. We brought out our new X-Mod series exhaust, and really what that was is we went out there and listened to our consumers. We found out how many people were buying exhaust simply based upon one thing which might be sound and when we go out there and we see how much people are changing exhaust systems whether it's for power increments that they're changing whether it's for the desired sound they want for the race uh, racetrack or if it's something they're just tooling around at home with uh, we're finding that people are buying multiple exhausts or they're having some kind of a buyer remorse experience where they're like yeah you know what it sounded amazing I wanted that race sound but I gotta worry about getting a ticket and you know guess what my girlfriend in the car next to me doesn't necessarily want to listen to the car more than me and bumper uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we want to make sure we can satisfy all of those needs now because there's so much more money being invested in not only the exhaust systems but in the cars themselves so we decided to go out and make a modular based system that kind of grew with you and your needs so if you wanted the track race day you put in our extreme deletes deletes the muffler goes in with v-bands you need a 10 millimeter and a couple of minutes and now of you're race you need ready a 10 millimeter Nobody can find one. Well, we tried to pick the most common size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put one, one in the box. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just keep an extra. And yeah, it, it's it's one of those things that I think that you know we wanted to bring to market that really helped address what the modern builder for cars is looking for. Maybe they don't want to pick up the torch and start welding, but they want to change it out for that track day when they want to go impress their buddies, or when they go out there and say, you know what, I'm going to go increase uh, my boost output, or I'm going to put a bigger turbo on it. Now, do I have to completely redo my exhaust? No, we have an option. And in the box comes with all the parts that you can grow with power and pick the sound you want. That's a great concept. Uh, it's it's super cool. And then we've rubbed elbows like under cars. I don't know how many times uh, over Holland builds. Uh, Richard here is just amazing fabricator, man. If you got to custom do something, dude, this this boy will whip it up for you. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> hey, it's all about having fun, man. That's the best part about this job is the ability to engage with all the different people and learn from everybody that's around. And uh, I'm totally blessed to be able to be in that situation. And that's our man, Richard Waitis. He's a senior manager and spokesman for MagnaFlow. And Kevin, I got to ask you, man, as a kid, we've all made mistakes. You know, it's how we look at our mistakes and make fun of them that really matters. Um, have you ever strapped on a pair of cherry bombs on a car? Those big red, you know, the, the mufflers you used to get at Kmart when you were a kid? I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. And I have made I have made just about every mistake you could possibly do with cars, but not that one. <laughs> one of the few mistakes I haven't made. For whatever reason, I just had that, that initial like, oh, ugh, oh, cringe. Like, I bet you have. 
I got a hilarious story. So I was street racing. I had a 71 Dodge Charger. It was a Stroke 440, and it had all the bells and whistles. And I had open headers. We were out street racing at this place called Parquet. It's when I was a kid in Lexington, Kentucky. Right? I got pulled over going down a little bypass, and the cop was like, you don't have a damn exhaust on this thing. Well, at the time, remember this old place called Super Shops? Yeah, man. Right? Super Shops was open late, late. It was open until like 11 o'clock. My ass, no joke, got pulled over. I was about a mile and a half, two miles from Super Shops. I run into Super Shops, get a cherry bomb. They had them where you could bolt straight to the headers. Of course so, they did. Yeah, I literally got those cherry bombs, put them on my car so I can get out of a ticket from that cop. And he, he was there the whole time. He was with me the whole time. So, so far, <laughs> so far, you're still cool. Um <laughs> But I kept him on the car for like six months. <laughs> well, that was the question. How long did you leave him on? That's the big one, right? Yeah, because I always I, w- I would take him to park at any time I would go street racing and have him with me. And I'd just unbolt him when I was doing a bunch of racing. So for me, I was like, yeah, yeah, I got those cheapo $12 mufflers. Uh, and it was it was funny, man. It was, a, you know, it was one of those situations that the emergency proved, um, you know, Proved good for my uh, my need at the time. I wouldn't. I, I would never recommend somebody run around with those for performance based reasons. <laughs> well, see, that's the that's the huge difference, right? It's a need. It 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 makes a function, right? It gets you to and from the track. It got me I'm out okay of a ticket. With that. <laughs> it's when you choose, like, hmm, of all the options I got, I'm gonna get <laughs> right. those big bad red boys right there, and I'm gonna make a bunch of awful noise. <laughs> And I'm going to keep them on there. Yeah. And I'm going to be proud of it. This is no joke. I bought a 280Z, a 1978 280Z at the Meekum auction a few weeks ago. I put the car on a lift because I didn't look underneath it. I just started it up and checked it out. It was going really low. I looked underneath it, and somebody put a cherry bomb on it <laughs> on the on this six-cylinder. I'm like, oh, that's going to get changed real quick. Let's see. There's a couple of categories of why you put a cherry bomb on something. You're going to sell it. <laughs> And you just need some muffling, right? Sure. You got pulled over by the cops and you need some kind of muffling. Exactly. And then there's just something wrong with you and you put them on on purpose. Yeah, you lost a bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We'll dive back in. More of the Richard Waiters, the senior manager and spokesman for Magnifo. You guys stick around. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. And we're talking one of the most critical things about the way your car appears to everybody else. How it comes off is the way it sounds. It's one thing to look at the fit and finish, look at all the flossy and glossy. It's another thing to start that thing up and it just not sound right, which has been the case. I've got friends and I'm like, yeah, the car looks great, man, until you fire it up and everybody's like, oh, a little off. (laughs) You know, for... For us car people, getting that exhaust just right, right, the right tone, sounds, lack of drone, everything, like as much as we kind of put our energy into nailing it, I feel like it's, you know, a girl trying to pick out a tight dress. You know, they're like, oh, this one doesn't, oh, it just doesn't quite, you know, all these little nuances of getting it just perfect and then you feel mm-hmm. awesome about it, you know? And yeah, yeah. What's cool, you know, we talked about before the break that X Mod series, uh, kind of neat because. We have different uh, needs sometimes and different attitudes and different places we got to go. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I've done in the past is, you know, you throw some V-band clamps on there and all of a sudden you can change from, uh, you know, 
really loud of the track like you're talking about you know uh-huh. if you could have had the the x mod series so you didn't have to use those cherry bombs to, you know bolt <laughs> yeah. and unbolt you know you could clamp and unclamp something like this it'd be pretty sweet you know where was that 30 years ago yeah exactly man exactly but you think about all the you know all the different ways they're making that easy now where it used to be a big pain in the butt if you want to change something up you remember all the electric cutouts you know i got, I got a cutout boom i can hit that button but nowadays it's easy you got v clamps you know, 10 minutes, man, and anybody could do it, and it does make a big improvement performance-wise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from performance to different sound quality, different sound notes. Yeah, you name it. Now, speaking of sound, uh, let's get back with Richard, man, because this guy is sharp. He is on it, and he's going to give us some really cool background on how they make the, the cool sounds that we like. i got a question for you, man. How do you find that right sound? Because... You know, whether it's cubic inches, whether it's under boost, whether it's, you know, certain applications of certain engines tend to make different sounds, frequencies, harmonics, right? And Magnaflow has a very signature sound to me. Let me tell you something. You're about to open up the encyclopedia. Yeah, that's why I'm This I'm, man. That's why I'm looking Oh my for. God, did you think exhaust so simple, some tubes and whatever. This guy has it broken down into all these frequencies and just... Oh, go ahead, Richard, man. It's, <laughs> well, we can spend an hour with him, and it's awesome. At the end of the day, it's still about, one, there's a personal side about it. Everybody has their own perception of things, but then there's there's what certain things you have within a car that you think belong there. Like I said, there's something about V8s that have this thump and lump to them that have to be there. It's a deep sound that you have that kind of drives that power. And at the same time, on the opposite end, you can appreciate something like a rotary motor that has a very high-pitched and yeah. very tuned output at high RPM. And you have different exhaust needs for that. So there's different tools. And my toolbox of different parts I have is how we determine what fits right for that. So a lot of it's determining the character of the vehicle and complementing that with, of course, the right parts. And really, whether it's something that we've put together in one of our systems that we try to identify that, or our universal parts and our custom builder parts where you can go through and now fine tune that, it's all about what you want from it because at the end of the day the cars are like wind instruments you have a tuba they're going to have a deeper note you have something that's a flute it's a higher pitch note but at the end of the day you got to pick out where you want to be in that sound character and we have a lot of tools available to fine-tune that so if you want something that sounds like it's a revved tune motor or something that's lumpy like a drag motor you can build the right parts to it to give it and really emphasize the correct sound well look you guys could tap into that too because the great part about magnaflow it's not just sema where they encourage and invite their consumers in. It's a community, right? Magnaflow is one of those companies you could always pick up the phone, you could talk to them, and these guys always have a great reach out program. They're always there for you. So if you're looking for a, a certain note, a certain sound, certain level of performance, or that integration where you want to, you know, have it available at the track and then be able to put it back, you know, factory because your gated community has an HOA bunch of rules that would allow <laughs> you to roll in there hitting a the lick, you know, they've got you covered and can help there and they're always at the end of the phone or available online. And that's the great part is we actually have an in-house tech line and that tech line, I answer the phone sometimes. So that's just the nature of what we want to do on our service side. We realize that that personalization and getting the right part is so critical and that's the experience I had with Kevin and a lot of the other projects yeah, we worked with. <laughs> it's just give me a holler, uh, let me know what we want to do and my guys and everybody that we have in our tech line, they are professionals at our product. They can recommend the right thing for you right there. And now online with all the presence that we have there, it's great too. You can send us an email, we'll transmit it back and forth you out a list of what's right for your car yeah man very and, cool and as much as a car is aesthetically pleasing 
if you fire it up and it sounds like a freaking vacuum cleaner or it doesn't have the right notes to it or it's got you know terrible high-end notes or cackling that's going on you know it just ruins it for me it's called you know? negative reinforcement <laughs> right right to be psychological there you know? i call like, it bitch factor i'm like oh <laughs> you ruined it <laughs> it makes you want to drive less yes i tell you man i i, I kind of blame you for my poor fuel consumption because <laughs> right? i want to drive more not exactly. that you made my fuel mileage go down. It's just I'm driving more miles because I'm like, no, that sounds good. Let's, let's get in it. Let's well, if, go. If you guys were to hear, if, if you were behind his M30, and again, it's LS WAP. It is nasty. The stance, the look, you know, it, it looks as wicked as it sounds. But when he hits it, man, if you're behind that car, you get that sound wave of just, you know, you know, I hate to say toxic masculinity, but that's what that car should be called. <laughs> you know, it just hits you like, uh, gotcha, son. And, and it really is, man, a great sound on a great ride. And really, that's that's because Magnaflow's got their signature on it. There you go, man. All right, well, look, thank you for your time. How do people find you socially? Where do they go get that number at online? Give us that. Really simple. We kept it easy for everyone. You can find us at www.magnaflow.com. You can go online. You can shop the product. Buy it right there if you want to. Uh, also, if you want to find us through social to find out what we're doing and all the things we're doing with our uh, celebrity ambassadors and what racing we're going on, check out at, at Magnaflow for Facebook. Same thing when we're talking about Instagram. Really easy. Just at Magnaflow, hashtag Magnaflow. We're right there. there you I'm go. telling you, man, for some fun, go check them out socially. These guys are doing so many cool things with so many awesome people. Yeah. Just follow them. I mean, I'm on it. It's checking out all the time. Good time. There you go, man. Two Guys Garage Podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B. Appreciate you for your time, man. Thanks, guys. You know, when you think about exhaust being just a bunch of pipes and a big can of some sort, like, who would have thought, you know, even from the beginning days of, you know, Henry Ford or whoever, you know, firing up the first engines, that exhaust could end up being so cool, right? And and I think it's taken a company like Magnaflow to be able to do that. From from the coolness factor of it on your car, the sound it makes, all the you know excitement that you get from it, and then what they do socially, right? All the things that they're into, the racing scene, and you name it. Like, who'd ever imagined a bunch of pipes could be kind of like classified as like pretty bitching? Yeah, man. And you think about what it took for guys to start realizing the power gains, the performance you can get out of, you know, how how exhaust can scavenge, can help pull. It's called the Bernoulli's effect. I actually showed it on our TV show one time with some vacuum lines, some straws. You know, you take four straws together, make one a little bit longer, stick it in a Dixie cup of water and run air through an opposing straw, and you'll see how it pulls the water out of the Dixie cup. Well, that that same premise, the Bernoulli's effect, helps scavenge the uh, you know the adjacent cylinders. So it actually has a lot of performance gains when you think about exhaust. And think about back in the days when guys would have monster engines and would suffocate it with a little exhaust manifold. And you're like, wait a minute, we opened that up and allowed that engine to breathe. Chances are we'd have a little performance gain out of it. And it was kind of cool because Magnaflow really, you know, they do that in an aggressive way, every aspect of, you know, of their exhaust systems. Well, I think, you know, the drag racer guys figured that out a long time ago. Just take it all off. Yeah. Wah! You know, make it really stinking loud. But the real secret sauce is how do you get that performance like you're talking about, but keeping it tame enough that you're your ears aren't blowing out, let alone all your neighbors complaining, the cops pulling you over. Like, how do you find yeah. that happy medium of uh, quiet enough, fast as hell, and still make it sound awesome? 
Yeah, man. So what was the worst sounding car you ever had? Uh, anything that ever sounded bad didn't sound bad for long, man. I think, <laughs> you know, we get into exhaust so early. I mean, I was, uh, you know, cutting welding exhaust at uh, Tuffy when I was probably, what, 19 years old, 20 years yeah. old. Uh, so, man, if it didn't sound right, I was uh, I was making it right. It, yeah. So I've always had cool sounding cars, man, from early, early did, days. Did how, you how ever about you? get into the, the, the cackle phase where, you know, that always bothered me. Even as a kid, a lot of hot rodders at the time would get into that that cackle or like, you know, what, what kids nowadays call the, the burpee tunes, you know, where it gets, cack, 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 pop, 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 you know, that type of stuff. I always hated those sounds and that sort of feel on cars. It drove me crazy. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and there could be a generational thing in there. I'm sure we get people calling in and be like, no, oh, that's the best ever, man, that's the <laughs> right? car sound. But uh, yeah, I mean, growing up with 60s muscle cars, just getting that pure rawness, right, legitness, like, Right, you're not creating a sound like you're just enhancing it. Yeah, you know. I think I don't know, man. I would argue today's LSs, you know, sound even as good as a, a Gen Three Hemi can sound. Today's LSs with a big cam in it, you know, your BMW is a perfect example. You know, if you're behind that car, it sounds kind of docile, but you know, like it's got issues, like it's got some personal problems that wants to, you know, thump you in the in the head and serve a lump. But when you throttle in that thing, all of a sudden it wakes up and man, you get hit with a big throaty, I'm a Hulk smash you sound wave. To me, that's new some of these new LSs really generate a great sound when you got a great exhaust on it. Yeah, no, they do. They do. And and there are limitations on vehicle. Like depending on how long your vehicle or short it is, it kind of yeah. sets you up for a certain sound and where your muffler goes. So if your muffler is up, you know, kind of underneath the passengers versus kind of way back with a very short tip coming out the back, like you're kind of having to work around what that's doing to you. Um, but yeah, man, you get a good LS with a good cam in it. And uh, I told you, man, that uh, BMW, that's a huge function of... Uh, a little bit of uh, over the phone with Richard Waitus, you know? Hey, man, yeah. give me some tips. And damn, does it sound good. I got a, I got another question for you. What is so signature about the tones you get out of, let's say, let's take, for example, what you built on two guys this, this year, right? You took a GT500, all right? Now, originally, that's got a little different crank. The flat plane cranks are a little different. It makes the sound. When that car, when that engine revs up in them higher notes, it sounds unlike a lot of engines, you know, that sit in that cradle before. What is it that sounds so unique about some of the new offerings out of Chevy, Ford? I like, you know, the new mid-engine VET. I mean, that thing sounds completely different. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I think... You know, your first, you know, piece of that puzzle is what's coming out of the engine. And, and you know, I mean, I'm, I think you could debate between whatever, a small block Ford and a small block Chevy, right? 350s, give or take. Um, what's really different as far as the noise coming out of the engine? You know, if you think about it, there's some little burn rate, but it's probably cam driven, right? It's this boof coming out of a port. But from there, I think it's, you know, we got to get Richard back on the line. We're going to have to have another call. And I got some <laughs> other buddies that could get some science in here too, some engineering. But I think it's all these pipe lengths and diameters, right? If you think of a, a pipe organ, right, at, at your church, think of all the different notes and sounds. And all it is is from the same blowing air across the tubes, but it's all these diameters and lengths of tubes that can give you all these different sounds, you know? 
And uh, yeah. there's a lot of frequencies in there, these second orders and whatever you're trying to strip out. So like these raspy noises, right? Sometimes you see a little resonator, like a little round pipe that you're like, yeah. little, you know, round muffler. You're like, that's not even very big. What could that be doing? Well, it's pulling out a lot of these raspies. So you're stripping some of the noises that you don't like and you're amplifying like a pipe organ, the ones that you do like and trying to get the yeah. right lengths within a package so that at the end, it's the music you want to hear. Exactly. You'll see some J-pipes on the back of some plumbing nowadays. And, you know, you'll get a, a frequency that goes up, hits the end of that J-pipe, bounces back through, up through the exhaust, and cancels out that drone noise. It's crazy all of the technology incorporated into the way your car sounds. But if you get it right, man, it is it's magic. It's magic Angel to the ears. singing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, again, man, it was great to have him on. And you guys should check out, man, our show. It's Weekends on Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes also now streaming on the Motor Trend On Demand. So thanks to our guest, Richard Waitis. It was great talking to him. My man, Kevin, our producer, Scoop, and our executive producer, Bob Ecker. Yeah, and a great way to find us. Check out our, our website, twoguysgarage.com. And we're everywhere. We're on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Share with us. Check us out. Follow us. Uh, Two Guys Garage Podcast. Copyright 2019. Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. Share. Don't steal. There you go. You like them smoking tires, don't you? We'll see Uh you on the next Two Guys Garage Podcast. You guys take care. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.